Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Dale, y'all! This is Tony. Raisa. Oscar. Y Carlos, and we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf. And we'll be bringing you the best of the best. Of lo mejor of Latinx comedy. Join us for new episodes every Tuesday. Cada martes. Martes. Spanish Aquí Presents is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donde sea, chico. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Gethard. Welcome to the Chris Gethard Presents, the podcast episode two here on Earwolf Presents. I'm very, very happy to be back. And I have to say, so psyched that people uh, listened last week and dug it. It seemed like there was a lot of positive feedback. We were happy. Earwolf's happy. And thanks for supporting it. We're going to do, this is the second of four scheduled episodes on Earwolf Presents. And if you guys like it, keep supporting it. Maybe we'll get to do some more after that. So... Get vocal on all those places, social media and Reddit and all those places. It'll really help. We've got, as always, a whole bunch of people I love who make me laugh from around New York City. And we're going to do some bits and we're going to talk about our companion TV show a little bit. And it's going to be a real good time. Who do we have here? Uh, Joining us for the first time, uh, my old friend, someone who's been helping to build CGP behind the scenes and is also spearheading episode two with some of his patented comedic Sort of documentaries, sort of man on the street, sort of pranky elements. You have this style that I love. Keith Haskell, welcome to the podcast. Ahoy, ahoy, Chris. How you feeling? <laughs> Don't get weird oh, out of the gate. That's not weird. That's a very nice way to welcome someone. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy, Keith. I'm feeling good, man. How you feel? Episode two is coming up, and we're gonna do. You're doing like a mixtape with a few of your 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 videos that have yet to be debuted to the world. Yeah, created so, specifically for this. You've been stressing out a little bit. Oh, God, working so hard on this. You already had expressed that you felt a little insecure about it being the second ever episode. We're doing a pre-tape because of the holiday, and and we've all, you yourself were like, it shouldn't be the second one to pre-tape, but it's like, let's do it. And my man, Carmen Christopher, set the bar pretty high last night. Is the pressure on? Or the you stakes are high, the pressure's on. Yeah, man, this is a lot. This is, if this sucks, then the 50% of your show sucks. So I feel like if I want people to, <laughs> the momentum to grow, that's all on me. I think I'm ha- doing it, though. I think I'm doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so psyched to see what you come up with. Everybody check out CGP episode two on Wednesday night. Keith Haskell putting out a mixtape. Also joining us for the first time, one of the first people I reached out to when we came up with the CGP project. 
uh, thus far has been unable to join us. I think, hopefully not because you have decided you don't like me, but largely because you've been uh, in the writer's room on Trill on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I like to, every week when I've been introing people, I like to say things I like about them. And here's what I've been thinking about our next guest is that when you think about comedy in New York, and especially like the alt scene, the Brooklyn New World, you can debate who's the funniest. You can debate who's doing like the, who's coming on hardest, but there is very little debate. And I think this is very true. Carmen and Justin, you would me. As far as who's the coolest, I think many, many people say that Claire O'Kane is the coolest <laughs> comedian they know. Are you aware that this is said about you quite often? People sometimes tell me to my face that I'm cool, but only because they know find out that I skateboard. And then that's the moment they go, oh, that's you're so cool. I'm like, but I'm not even good at it. But you are widely regarded as an extraordinarily cool person, which not many comedians are. That's true. Most comedians are like social train wreck dorks. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I wrong on this? Carmen no, Christopher returning to the show. Claire, widely regarded. Yeah, no, Claire, like, Claire is cool without trying. It's very yes. interesting. Oh, Effortless. Oh my God. Carmen's That's also so nice. cool, but I think you try extraordinarily I'm, I'm, I'm hard. I'm out there fucking grinding. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you need to know I'm cool or I'll whoop your ass type of cool. But no, I'm not, I won't whoop anybody's ass. I'm actually really nice. You guys got it. Yeah. It's true. You're nicer than I thought you would be at yeah. first sight. It is true. People think I'm going to be mean, but it's like I'm not. I'm actually really sweet and I'm uh, really nice. You have tough guy eyes. Yeah. Uh, deadpan. Dead dead eyes, people say. And you, you have a background as like a sales bro. Ugh, not a bro, a salesman. You were also in a frat <laughs> at a big tech we college. We got kicked you were off after my freshman year. We got evicted from our house, so I didn't really you live that You were a frat. DJ. In college, your job was DJ. For you a were year, a bro. I needed money, dude. Why I'm not are you one denying of these that you kids. were a bro? I was... I was um, I was figuring out who I was. I just wanted to be cool. He was a bro out of necessity. Sometimes I was trying to be, to be cool. No. I was out there trying to be cool, but the whole time I'm this loser that wanted to do improv. Anyway, thanks for calling <laughs> me cool. You are. You're the you coolest. Cool. Now, when you see people get as desperate as Carmen and I just did, from your effortless coolness perch, mm-hmm. do you feel emotions? Do you feel sad for us? Do you feel uncomfortable constantly having to be around comedians who are this desperate? No. I think I like comedy because I feel like really no matter how good anyone is or bad at socializing anyone is i feel like we're all kind of on the same level or on the same plane does that make sense i I, colleagues yes colleagues professionally and also socially and that we have opted to live in a shadowy world where no one is comfortable yes yes absolutely carmen welcome back i have to say i am shocked after last week you were late, and I handed you your ass, and you showed up last again out of all of us here. The mm-hmm. call time was one fifteen, and I wrote it down. You showed up at one twenty four. Why are you insistent on being late to this show? Listen, man, I want some respect before this starts. I need an apology. You can't Carmen, come out here talking. This started. Where's the already started? Actually, are we fifteen minutes in? Oh no, no, no. not that. Uh, one. All right. Well, l- listen, I'm late, and you know, let's move on. All right, <laughs> Justin Linville. Justin, we're Linville. not going to talk about the. Sh- all right, go ahead. We will. We'll get to the show. We'll get to the show. Don't be cocky. Also, I'm not going to be cocky. I nailed you on making tons of noise, and now you're eating baked lays into the microphone. Let me take a step back. I'm not going to be cocky, but what I was going to say is, you were coming at me. Everybody was hating on me. I'm not going to be cocky. I just want to let you know that. 
I don't want to be cocky, but I do want to. I want to set the record straight, and I'm coming. I'm coming after Chris this week. Okay. Whoa. Damn, calm down. Whoa. <laughs> Justin Linville, co-hosting <laughs> the show. Right, I should call. I have said Justin publicly last week. I'll say it again. My hope is that you will become the host of this show, mm-hmm. and I will become the sidekick or even eliminate it. But that you will have to dethrone me. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this out there as a challenge to you. Scott Nash in the Gethheads Facebook group. He actually started a poll after last week's episode. I did not ask him to do this. He put, should Justin Linville overthrow Chris Gethard? 93 people voted yes, only 16 no's. Why are you so resistant to this being your destiny? Look, if you want me to take over the podcast at some point, I certainly would uh, indulge that thought. Uh, no, I would love to do it. But um, I don't, the, I think the verbiage dethrone yeah. is intense. You want me to dethrone you? I don't know what that looks like. I feel like right now you're like Aragorn at the beginning. I didn't see those movies. Come on, man. I didn't see Lord of the Rings movies. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll probably understand the reference, but I'm just letting you know. No, it's fine. We'll move on. Listen, we're going to be taking <laughs> some calls later in the show. Our call and topic relates to episode two. Keith is making a video called Fetch, in which he decides to fetch things for celebrities. And uh, You're Keith, calling yourself a celebrity? Well, you called me a celebrity during the course of the taping. <laughs> Compared to me, yeah. I don't know if you'll edit it out, but you used me as kind of the guinea pig. And uh, Keith, I have always found with your work that you seem to find subservience very funny. Serving another person, almost sort of subjugating yourself to their will. You find that funny. I love being desperate. Desperate. I love it. Whereas Carmen, I think you represent the other end of the spectrum. What's up? Dominance. You are a dominant energy on stage. Oh, wow. Thanks, I guess. So our call. good? Well, that's what we're going to find out. Our call-in topic today. What is funnier? Submission or dominance? We're using SBDM terminology, <laughs> subs or doms, which leads to more comedy. Wow. More I, laughs. That's interesting. I would have, uh, okay, let's roll with it. Good job, Carmen. That's what, okay. What? All right. So, what, dude? Justin's, What's your problem, man? I don't have a problem, man. I think you're being cocky because you hosted the first episode last night, and admittedly, you crushed it and far exceeded everybody's expectations. Why am I being? I'm not being cocky. I'm just. I got. I'm not. I haven't said anything. I haven't said. Oh my god! Last night, I fucking. I haven't said anything. You're thinking it though, clearly. Cocky ass. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's in your eyes, dude. You guys are crazy. You got a lot in those eyes, Justin. Every week we have you do a bit. Mm-hmm. You do not clear it with me first. Mm-hmm. This is to start testing out your abilities to eventually overthrow me and host this podcast. What's Justin's bit of the week? All right. Uh, so welcome to Justin's bit of the week. <laughs> Yay! Justin! Hey, it's Justin's bit of the week. <laughs> Enjoy. Whoa. Goodbye. <laughs> you went and made your own intro song. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I did that last week. That I've never heard you have more energy than you had in that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That was your voice. Yeah, that was my voice. Yeah. Holy shit. We can roll it again. Yeah. yeah, please, yeah one please, more time. Please, one more time. Please. Hey, it's Justin's <laughs> bit of the week. Enjoy. <laughs> That's you. Oh, my goodbye. <laughs> I will enjoy. Oh, okay. yeah, it's fun. Right? I'm it's feeling this. Good intro. I love it. All right, so it's this... gonna be my uh, ringtone. Oh, please, can <laughs> oh, we make that yeah. a downloadable ringtone? Please. Yeah, we'll sell that on the Earwolf store on Podswag. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that a thing? Podswag.com slash Justin Linville, where you can get all your Justin Linville related My merchandise. My boy's fucking selling merch? God damn it. Oh, yeah. Let me get an NBA podcast. All right, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Herman wants an NBA <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, so this bit is called uh, Rewind the Clock, Fast Forward the Movies. In this game, we ri- rewind the clock and fast forward the movies. Movies are magic. Do we agree? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. I like the movies. Yeah. yeah. They're great. I see a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so in this game, we review movies that came out before the internet. Movies that were never reviewed. That way, people can know our opinions on them. Well, they were reviewed uh-huh. in newspapers. Yeah, but not on the internet. Okay. Uh, yeah, but were they archived and then... And then uploaded to the internet? To I think, the... I think yeah, but you people... can look up... Yeah. Like, Rotten Tomatoes does have reviews that predate Rotten Tomatoes. I think for the sake of um, my sanity, All right, I on. think we're going to say that there were no... If the movie came out before the internet, this is there crazy. are no reviews. What about, like, microfiche? <laughs> what do you was that? It's like this film thing that you can magnify. Yeah, it's a library thing where you look can... Look up old uh, newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has reviews on microfiche. Man. And you actually look at that on like a computer type thing. So we're going to review movies that came out before the internet. That's what this bit is. Pretty much. This is worse than last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse. You don't think this is... Well, let's you haven't got to the best part. Please okay, give it a chance. If you like... If, the, if you like... I haven't even finished explaining the game yet. Okay. If you like the movie, say, ooh, hot sauce. If you hate if you hate the movie, say, nuh-uh, volcano. <laughs> Okay. Yo, you say hot you... sauce or a uh, volcano? Ooh, hot sauce. You lost me at volcano. Ooh, hot sauce. Yo, I'm uh, sorry, but this is some lazy ass shit. Hey, right Carmen, here. can we give the kid a chance? Let's give the kid a chance. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love him, but so, this is bullshit. Movie number one is Fight Club. Ooh, hot sauce. The internet was around. Oh, my God. It was in 1999. <laughs> hot sauce, hot sauce, hot sauce. I mean, yeah. hot sauce. Although I wonder if it holds up today. Yo, it does. Yeah, I feel about. like he's trolling us. Talk but don't you feel like it probably like sort of predicts a lot of the like incel red pill? Oh yeah. Well, it, men's rights stuff. Oh, red pill was from uh, the Matrix. 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 Yeah, yeah. Also before like the internet. Proud Boys. Yeah. It's still a great flick. It's cool. But, and also, most importantly, the internet was around in 1999. Okay. But so is that a is that a hot sauce or is that a volcano? A hot hot sauce. So we're just reviewing <laughs> movies right now, and we're saying hot sauce or volcano. Yeah, that's what this is. Yes. Ooh, hot sauce yeah. or not? Uh, yeah. volcano. What is a uh, Fight Club? Hot sauce <laughs> or volcano? What the fuck is this? Hot sauce <laughs> or volcano? It's hot sauce. Justin. Claire, okay. uh, Fight Club. Hot sauce or volcano? <laughs> Never seen it. Never seen it. No. Effortlessly cool. Wait, do we have to say cool? Who is cooler than Claire O'Kane? <laughs> I don't think that Fight makes sense. I don't think that's cool. I don't cool. know if that's, I think cool. that's No, of course it's a cultural institution that everybody references. Didn't bother. I'm going to throw a wrench into that. I have been to the Tyler Durden's bar. Do <laughs> you know the Fight Club bar? There's a, where's the no. Fight Club and they, bar? Uh, that is that, that's even cooler. Or oh, yeah. So you haven't seen the movie, but you've been to the bar? Durden's, yeah. That's so cool. I mean, it's really cool. It's Don't get the reference, but I'll still drop by your bar. <laughs> okay. Wait, you, but you've seen the movie. I've seen the movie like eight times. Isn't his name Durden? Tyler Durden? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Famous line in Just the movie. Just head down there and... Justin, this game is Famous line insane. For character. Okay, I next actually, movie. I think this is so funny now. Do we next need to movie. say, ooh, hot sauce? Or or can we just say hot sauce? Do we need to say, nuh-uh, volcano? Or can I just say volcano? You you should you should say, ooh, hot sauce, or nuh-uh, volcano. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Okay, People next are slacking on that. Um... <laughs> Spanglish. Ooh, Again, hot sauce. The internet was Ooh, hot definitely sauce. around. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah, seen Spanglish. Okay, no. What's Wait. it about? What's oh the my log god, line? you guys have never seen that? No. It's a log line. It is bad. Logline, Justin. Logline is um Linville Logline. I want to say Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler is such a like not a major part of the like he's a major part of the movie, but he's not the star of the movie. Exactly. That's the um, logline? No, 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 
know, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. It's the log line. Um, the log wait, wait, line, let him go, let him go. I so it is about um, a woman that moved from Mexico with her daughter, and they move to uh, uh, work at the uh, the house of this like rich family in California. Uh-huh. Are you snoring about a Mexican family? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's 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 I haven't seen it, but I'll say ooh hot sauce. It's I'll actually ooh hot sauce. Yeah. I'll say ooh hot sauce. Claire says ooh Adam Sandler too, huh? In I like when role. he's in when like movies he didn't write. All right. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> I mean, how many more of these are we doing? I will do one more. Okay. Um, <laughs> it came out in 2004. I was just told Spanglish came out in 2004. The Yo, internet Justin. existed in 2004. Yo, no, this game. This is bullshit, man. Yeah, but I had a Zanga by 2000. We're, we're literally just yeah. saying we either like a movie or we don't like a yeah. movie. This isn't a game. It's to okay, promote, one more, it's one to more. promote conversation one about more. art. I think it's great, though. <laughs> it is. This is a podcast this about art. This is amazing. Yo, Thank I love so him. I don't, I'm not going to let him slide. You were Sailor? late. Shut up. I know. You were nine minutes late. You were six minutes early. Stones. Six no, minutes early. All right. Last movie. <laughs> Donnie Darko. Hot sauce. Ooh, hot sauce. Ooh, hot sauce. Ooh, hot sauce. Why hot sauce, guys? The music is so good in it, too. Music's good. Great music. Fucking the tone is so good. Spooky. It's like... Go ahead. I'll put out a counterpoint. While the movie itself is a very interesting and enjoyable experience, did this movie not spawn a very annoying type of person? The the Donnie Darko obsessive. Probably. I saw Hmm. it, like, after the whole phase. But what's more annoying... What's more annoying, the Napoleon Dynamite personality? Ooh. Those were the two, I think, at the same time. Concurrent, right? obsessive. I, I bet Keith Haskell was very into Napoleon oh, Dynamite. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the it air is funny in we'll, that movie. We'll call yeah. an Audible and uh, Napoleon Dynamite, folks. Ooh, also before the internet. So Ooh. it's definitely it's fair not game. Before, like 2008, Justin. Yeah. It's all fair Ooh, game. hot sauce. Super hot sauce. Spicy, spicy. Never saw it. I what? Haven't. Never seen really? it. Really? No way. Boy, I Keith, refuse to believe I didn't that. See Chris, it. you got to see this wow. movie. Oh, I know. Yeah. Did Keith has it hold Did up? you own it's a so vote for funny. Pedro Ringer T? No, really? but I did yeah. have Napoleon Dynamite on DVD. You got to vote for Pedro. Same. I got on DVD. All right, that was Justin's mm. bit of the week. We'll hear that, that song again. Hey, it's Justin's bit of the week. Enjoy. I don't know. Goodbye. Goodbye. Justin, were you physically <laughs> exhausted after taping that? Because I've never heard you behave that way. No, I do voices. I just don't do them uh, a lot. The recording's amazing. It's that's yeah, nice. it sounds really Well, good. that's Jared O'Connell, ladies and gentlemen, the secret yeah. weapon of everything. Up, I do hear it. You're okay, Justin's this. actually going to step out. We have a very special thing happening. So this is very true. In this building where Earwolf New York is located... <laughs> Inexplicably, in the lobby right now is a building-wide ice cream social. This is true. We all saw the signs on our way up. Everyone, myself, Keith, Carmen, Claire, and Harry Nelson, and Jared O'Connell, we all wrote down our ice cream Sunday preferences. Justin has that list. Now, Justin, you are going to head to the lobby and mm-hmm. see if you can procure, including yourself, seven ice cream Sundays. Yeah. Now, there's two aspects to this. One if they have an issue with that and tell you you can't take seven, you are going to claim that you are an employee of Grubhub who is also located in this building. Yeah. You will you will lie and say that this is Grubhub's fault, not Stitcher. Got no problem with that. Two. I love this. Can we film it? Well, just, <gasps> we, we, we do have him on mobile Wi-Fi. He'll be able uh, to call in and let us know. We'll be able to touch base with Justin as, as these updates unfold. Mm-hmm. Now, Justin, the other thing is I assume you will not be able to carry seven ice cream sundaes. Sure. So the ones you bring back will be a, a very accurate reflection 
of which of us you actually like the most. Mm-hmm. <gasps> wow. Ooh, hot sauce. Now, you yep. said before mm-hmm. we started taping that you, you told me that you've actually already kind of ranked who you like best in this room. <laughs> yeah. I've got an internal ranking. I hope not to, u- <laughs> hope not to use it, okay. but I got my ranking all set. <laughs> okay, so we've all given you I our orders that. prior to this. We all wrote down our preferences. Justin, you're going to step out. You've got a fanny pack with a, a recording rig in it. There's wires sticking out of his fanny pack. Yeah. Justin, you've also, I hear your plan is that if anyone says, why do you have a fanny pack full of wires and they try to touch it, you're going to claim that it's an insulin pack. Is insulin this pack. true? This is my insulin That's pack. That's so funny. See, this is so much better than your game. Wait, this also, game is great. I like also, it. also, I will say uh, a fun game would be to guess what Justin's internal ranking of us for is. I know. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out through the ice cream uh, Sundays as they come back. Maybe mm-hmm. we write it down and flip well, it. Well, uh, and uh, yeah, I think we'll 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 get to that. So, Justin, mm-hmm. let's step out. Yeah. Thank you so much. And on that note, I think we all need to catch our breath. So let's pause. Stay tuned. Let's get back to this uh, <laughs> weird conversation. Now, Carmen, you hosted the show last night, episode one. It went great. Everybody was thrilled. I think everybody... I've talked to other comedians today who have told me they're intimidated to pitch ideas because you set the bar so high. Good. Really? You want to intimidate your community? No, no, I don't want to intimidate anybody. But I... No, but it's... It, I think I... Uh, I think... Um, oh, what was that? I really want it... What? Yeah. Just some... All right, I don't know. Slurpee. I, I, I really, uh, I don't know why I, I got it in my mind that I wanted to do a good job, and it was really fun to work on. And uh, everybody that was on the show also put in a lot of work. I, you know, I met with everybody individually. We wrote our bits out. Like we actually cared and tried, and uh, it was fun. It really, it, it showed. It came off. I think uh, it was really fun to do. Now you and I. We're very close. We do torment each other. I've tormented you for two weeks, but I do want to publicly apologize and say, I doubted you. Mm-hmm. You and I met after last week's uh, podcast. We sat in Bryant Park. I begged you to cut a couple bits because I thought you were really heading towards a train wreck of timing. I'm going to tell you something you didn't know, which was that the crew was told, hey, there's a lot going on here and it's probably not going to, it's probably going to fall apart at some point. Don't feel bad. It's week one. We're all getting used to it. And it's too top-loaded creatively. There was discussion about how you were kind of fucking wow. us. Wow. And then what happened? You crushed it. Wow. You came in early. You rolled with punches. I, you if, improvised. I, I'm so, uh, can I say that I'm actually truly... No, <laughs> you finish and then I'll... I'm going to say, no, you crushed it. It was hilarious. You were so laser-focused. You handled calls so well. Uh-huh. And I am publicly eating shit, apologizing, saying I was wrong. I should never have doubted you. And you made something that I am so uh, flattered that you put in that amount of work and uh, that my name was on that. I'm so proud that that's how we started this thing. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I will say. It's <laughs> a qualifier. Oh, what don't you appreciate? Well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I, but I'm also thankful that you didn't tell me all that shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I would never. Because I wouldn't have cut it. And then it would have just been arguments. Like, I knew, here's the thing is, like, I knew what I was doing. You did. Absolutely. And that's all. I was wrong. What, Claire? I think if it had gone smoothly from the start, then that's when I would worry. I feel like there it should did. always be some sort of chaos to keep everyone on their little baby toes. I like how you think, Claire. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. Yeah, if you're not true. nervous, you're about to walk in and do some bullshit. Yeah. And do if you I feel, feel this about mm-hmm. all your shows? 
My shows? Yeah, like in general. When I mean, I'm sure like when we're all doing like eight shows a week, not everyone you're getting nervous. But as you're like leveling up and doing stuff you care about. I, I get nervous every time to varying degrees. Every single show? Yes. Yeah. But I do it. It's from the moment I take the stage, that's when the the energy shifts and when I know it's going to be good or bad. Now, Claire, I've always, because your style, I really love it. It's very unique. What's your relationship to your audience? It's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm, I've kind of just, I give it up to the universe every time. Because ultimately, I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna not do my bits to cater, even though I know that I could and it would create a better outcome for everyone. Mm-hmm. It would make people happier. Uh-huh. <laughs> but instead, I take the risk and I hope that they like it. And if they don't, then that's okay because it's crazy to think that everyone is gonna think you're funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. It's it's an unreasonable expectation to say every single person in this room is gonna like me. So to just kind of get that out of your head and be and just do your dumb jokes about um, uh, why nine eleven was funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's also, not a bit. That's not one of my. Speaking of which, uh, Carmen Christopher will be <laughs> returning to CGP. This is true. Your next episode is on Wednesday, nine eleven. That's right. Very true. Wednesday nine eleven. Several days episode. after my wedding. Oh, nice. Oh, so you guys can that. make it. Now, I want to move on to our next discussion topic. Before I do, I want to offer up a public apology to Gary Richardson. <laughs> Gary Richardson, old friend of mine, last week on the show. Did he and, listen to it? And he did listen to it. Annie Donnelly, uh-huh. if you were listening to last week's episode, Annie Donnelly gave us all reads, and they got very mean very fast. Oh, fuck. They were funny, but it, they, it was meanness that Annie can get away with. Gary did text me and say, how are you going to do me dirty like that? And I was very apologetic. You got to have him on. I, well, I offered. I said, he said, I, I think I need to come on and uh, <laughs> throw some punches back at all Annie Donnelly. And I said, you're more than welcome. And he, he couldn't make it this week because he's writing at SNL. So, yeah, he can't make it this time. But I just want to say to Gary, yeah, it, it shouldn't have gone that far. We should have cut the stuff. You weren't here to defend yourself. And anytime you want to come in and tangle with Annie Donnelly, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give you the platform because she had that platform. And I'm sure that will end well for everybody. All right, we're waiting to hear from Justin Linville, who's currently getting ice cream sundaes. Is that right? I'm being told that uh, I will be alerted when it's time to cut to Justin on the phone in the lobby. Do uh, <laughs> Are we doing this now? Yeah, I think we got Justin. He's okay, ready. Harry has Justin on. Justin, we're, uh, this is perfect. We're about to segue into our next discussion topic. Before we do, you're in the lobby. What's the vibe? What are you dealing with down there in the lobby at the ice cream social? Hey, Chris, it is popping down here. Um, we got a lot of people. They're all hanging out. I, I will say right now, I think I can get them all upstairs. All the people? All at once. All the people all or the, all the I, Sundays? I mean, both theoretically, all but the definitely the ice cream. All the people. Okay, if you want to bring all seven Sundays and one or two strangers, that's okay Yo, with me. bring the strangers. But <laughs> yeah, I'll try to, to bring a stranger. Outside. Bring I'm the biggest to... guy in the smallest suit. Bring the, the, I can do that. I want you to bring the biggest guy you can find, especially if he's in an ill-fitting outfit. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that Justin was this fearless. Justin's killing it. So, Justin, do you feel yeah. like anyone's going to be upset at you trying to get seven ice cream sundaes? I don't think so. They have a lot of ice cream, and I also feel like uh, people are just walking in off the street for this thing. Oh, really? <laughs> Random New Yorkers stealing ice cream from our building. There's a guy who just works out of Pret. He just walked over here. Oh, well, the Pret's in the building. The Pret Amage is technically in the building. Justin, now, do they have toppings, or is it just the flavors? Because they listed the flavors, but not the toppings on the menu we had. 
All right, I'm seeing sprinkles. Um, uh, let me see. Like, give me one second. I'm seeing sprinkles. This is titillating listening. It's really exciting down here. Everybody's mingling and mixing. You know, it's just, not a lot of tops and toppings. Okay, not a lot of toppings. Not a lot of Justin, great <laughs> check-in. We look forward to seeing how many Sundays you get back here and if you bring any strangers to come say hello on our podcast. Okay, I'll try to bring a couple strangers. <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin Linville. Great. Okay, next topic, something I'm very excited to talk to you guys about. Last week, we talked about why we like and do not like living in New York City and doing comedy. This week, I thought a good topic that comedians often shoot the shit on. What's the hardest you've sold your soul for money as an artist? We've all had these gigs where you know... Oh. I am doing this for the money, and I know that I will hate myself, but I got to pay the rent. Let's all take a second and brainstorm. Carmen, you immediately made a face like you don't want to talk about this. No, I know mine. I got one. You were, it's yeah. funny, I have a personal connection with other people in this room in regards to my, Keith, you have one. This is an interesting angle, because Keith, for everybody, you, you, you make comedy videos. You also work facilitating a lot of comedy. You've been a producer, post-producer. You've done stuff all over in the world of comedy. What is your money gig that you sold your soul? And, and be careful. You don't have to, uh, you know, identifying details. Feel free to leave them out. Leave them out but what is the uh, soul selling you've uh, done? I made a, like a premium web series about cheerleader, high school girls, uh, a, co-ed, a co-ed cheerleading team in New Jersey. And it, they wanted me to like get the kids to hook up for the Ew. sake of like drama. Oh, this was like a reality series. Not it was scripted. supposed to be like a doc. No, not scripted. It was reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a docu-series, but they wanted me to contrive situations. And, like, one kid had a crush on another one, and they wanted me to, like, talk about it. And, like, these kids are, like, 15. Oh See, they were asking you to pimp teenagers. Yeah, and to, like, write views. it. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was not, it was a web series, not a TV series. Not a TV show, no. Did you do it? Half-assedly. Like, they had a crush on, on each other. They didn't want to talk about it, and then you sort of edited it. And how no. old were you? How old were you? This is, like, three years ago, four years ago. So you were already in your 30s. yeah. And you have to sit and talk with a 15-year-old about, like, dude, she likes you. Why don't you just lean in and go for it? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you said the words. My toes are curling right now. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Uncle Keith. <laughs> Uncle Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell them they could hook up in the back of your bread truck that you drive around town like a creep? <laughs> no. There was a guy in not my town. Not let me film it. There was a dude in my town who uh, had a bread truck, and he was a known molester. Oh. He lived three blocks away from me. And sounds a lot like how you were on that shoot, Keith. Uncle Keith. Keith. (laughs) I feel like you grew up around a lot of sex offenders. A lot of weirdness, yeah. Yeah. There was also a small hotel about a half mile from my house that when they shut down an insane asylum three towns over, anyone whose family did not claim them, they stuck them in this hotel and the government played for it. So there were actual, uh, God bless them, not judging, but actual lunatics wandering my neighborhood at all times. There was a guy who dressed as Elvis who pushed a lawnmower around. There was a guy who used to throw pennies on the ground and then shout at them. There was a guy we called Prozac Paul who hijacked a bus and his brother was Riddle and Ronnie, like actual maniacs. My, My town was littered with lunacy. I grew up in a very, very weird environment looking back on it. Damn, you should write a book someday. I should. Yeah. About growing up in New Jersey. I should. As like, like a, a nerd <laughs> Make it a movie. who likes basketball. Make it a movie. <laughs> 
Enough that laugh made me feel so bad. <laughs> that evil giggle at the end. See, I'm not so cool, am I? Well, you're cool, but you're mean. <laughs> Those aren't mutually exclusive. Claire, do you, do you have a money gig, soul-sucking money gig in mind as we wait for Justin Linmill to return with our ice cream sundaes? Okay, initially this was not a soul-sucking gig in that I wanted to do it and I thought it would be cool. And that was when I was in a pilot for a TV show and I had to show my full bush. And I auditioned based on the fact that they were looking for someone with a shaved head and a huge bush or who would be willing to maybe even wear a merkin. And my friend knew the director and writer and was like, I got the gal for you. And so I went in and I was like, I'm willing to shave my head. I've done it before. And uh, boy, does it look like I sat on an anthill, baby. I got the biggest bush of them all. What is and what was it? This, it was this, you don't name names. Don't name names. I mean, you could look it up. I was on MrSkin.com. Um, really? That is actually kind of cool. Which, and I was up for best bush of the year. What? <laughs> wow. I think I was. Is this well known about you? How do they know this? Why don't you uh, talk about this? They saw it on the okay. from the pilot. So I do sometimes. Oh, that's so funny. And uh, so I do it. And you know what they don't tell you in TV before you do you shoot it is that it takes a long time. And sometimes oh, no. when you only have just a couple lines, you got to do them over and over again. Yeah. And sometimes your bush is out for hours oh, no. and, the, and there's crew guys for a closed set which still includes 20 men yes and a very embarrassed script supervising woman who just after every take she goes come on that was good can we move on oh, trying to get your back yeah so i auditioned for the director he says it's great uh i go in I do I shoot the thing and he goes, Can you say it with like a maybe like a deeper voice? Like, like you're a little more gravelly. I'm like, Yeah, okay. So I try it again. He goes, Nah, that's not what I'm looking for. And he's just like, You just sound like a a little boy, and I want you to sound like a I'm like, You you got hired me on the damn spot. You saw my audition, you were in the room. I can't change my voice. And then when it comes out, they modulated my voice and a very unnatural way. Whoa. I even did ADR for it because Whoa. they didn't like it so much. And it it sounds like, <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. Anyway, my bush was out and I got not enough money for that. Oh, wow. But I thought it would be cool because the director's cool is Terry Zweigoff. Wow. And he's very nice, but he's very particular and... So started out as something that was like, yeah, I'm not ashamed, body positivity, all this, and then you're... Not ashamed, it's a small part. If anything, this would be a funny story. And then you're three hours in, and there's like union gaffers who have just been staring for hours, and you're like, this was not worth it. Yeah, I wasn't uncomfortable until I could feel other people being uncomfortable, yeah. or the other actors, I overheard other actors be like, can you believe that she just, she's doing that? Oh man, I, I could never do that. Oh, screw like, that. Fuck, Here's a weird question. Fuck you. Yeah. Did uh, hair and makeup uh, adjust you in any way? They did. Great question. Fun thing about that is the guy who did the uh, HMU effects for uh, The Fly, and many other David Cronenberg films uh-huh. Uh-huh. did have to check out my bush and make sure it was okay. And uh-huh. they added very little <laughs> extra hair. Uh-huh. He pretty much took a look at it, and he, I could tell he was repulsed. Uh-huh. Um, just uh, just because I think he was just wasn't into that sort of thing, women. And uh, 
he yeah he's just like oh it's fine uh, yeah get it get out there now oh little known God. fact this is true i did a full frontal nude scene in mike birbiglia's don't think twice and it was cut it was <gasps> cut from the film um I, because it's funny because i also had <laughs> <His> penis was <laughs> disgusting <laughs> well it's not far off i had I, I also had the thing where i had to go into a room with a, a, a hair and makeup woman who had been working with her for weeks on the movie and i had to get fully naked and I, she had to put like powder yeah like they put on your forehead they had to put powder on my on my cock and balls and then i was once at um when it was still around shea stadium the music venue where brett davis used to do macaulay culkin and i was there watching a band and this girl came up to me and was like hey i was in the uh test audience for one of burbiglia's screenings this was way before the movie came out and i was like oh what'd you think because i was so excited about the movie and she was like it was good uh but yeah like that scene with you and your dick out is like really hardcore and it was like the third scene in the movie and i guess they screened it like half a dozen times and consistently audiences were like why am i seeing like a big full screen penis <laughs> like two and a half minutes into this movie Damn. yeah that's weird i kind of like being naked i don't mind it i like the nude beach i like I anybody who sees the gethard show knows I, I was down in my underwear like the, all the time carmen i started my my first solo show in New York, Frog Boy, I did The Annoyance. My first scene, I, I'm completely naked. And I did that because uh, I was like, I just was at a place where I was like, I want to do something that like scares the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. And it was like received really well, but it's like, oh, I would never be able to do that like now. Yeah. You yeah. know? Is that your soul sucking gig? Is that what you're bringing? No, up? no, no. That was, I mean, I, I love that. Was, What's I your so money gig, <clears throat> Carmen Christopher? Um, soul sucking was my sales job. That was eight yeah, years of my life. Your prior life. You That's got a soul sucking prior life. So now everything yeah. just feels like a gift. It feels like a gift, but it's just, I need money. I'm being told it is bold on my screen that Justin has an update. Justin, I'm hearing we have an update. Hey, what's up, Chris? I'm coming to you from the lobby of uh, this Bryant Park <laughs> building. Um,. So there's a one person, one scoop per person limit. A one scoop oh. per person limit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's so okay. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm trying to uh, discreetly <laughs> pretend. I'm just going to different people because I got a few different people working. And I'm going to take up as much ice cream as I can before I uh, get caught or get bored. So you've had to start with your favorite person. So you already are holding the scoop of the person you like best in the room. Yeah, I've already made that decision. Okay, and now you're going to try to discreetly go to the second best, third best, until you get caught, at which point I presume you'll run away and come back upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan right now. All right, and remember, if anybody calls you out, you work for... Uh, Grubhub. Yes, yes, you work for Grubhub. More Not confident, though. They need to believe you. Good luck, Justin. All right, have fun updates. up there, guys. So we may only have one... We may literally have Justin come up and hand one person his Sunday, and the rest of us will just feel bad. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I have my soul-sucking gig. It's funny because it actually crosses over with two of you. I And th the problem with this was that, because I agree, like you were saying, a beautiful sentiment. You hustle, you grind, you pay your rent. Everything's a blessing to pay your rent in this industry. That being said, I was very deep into my career when this had happened. I Very deep. Probably... 2016, 2017, like I was already someone who had stuff and I just had a long stretch with no money and it was getting grim. And I got offered the chance to host a side stage at Lollapalooza mm. and it was sponsored by a car company mm. and organized by Brooklyn Vegan, which has been very supportive of me. They're the best. Hipstery blog. The best. And I went and- uh, All access pass. 
Uh, yeah, but just listen. So this side stage was not advertised in any literature oh, at the festival. So no one knew it was happening. And my job was to go out in between bands and do crowd work. Uh, now, first of all, they arranged uh, the stage in a way where there are all these car placements in a half circle and then games and prizes being given away on the far side of the car. So there were lines of people on the far side of these minivans and SUVs and a big grass patch. And they didn't do this smartly because they would pace out the bands. The bands were often spaced out by like 90 minutes to two hours. And they told me to do crowd work in between to try to keep people around. So the first band comes up and I go out and do crowd work, but it's a music festival. People go away. They go to see the next thing I want to do. And it bottomed out to the point where I'm not kidding when I say there were literally... Zero people. There was a girl at a face paint stand and I tried to walk off stage and the guy who booked it was like, not Brooklyn Vegan, but the guy who booked it from the car company was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'll wait until the next band. He's like, no, the whole point is you do crowd work and then people will come. And I'm like, dude, there's a ring of physical barriers. No one can even see me or hear me. No one knows this is happening. It's not in any pamphlets and there's no people there. He's like, dude, we're not paying you. We're not paying you unless you do what the contract said. So I had to go out and do crowd work to a literally empty field. Just the face paint girl who had no people at her face paint stand. It was just me talking to her. And they just made me talk into a microphone for literally an hour at a time oh throughout the day. This happened four or five times. And Keith, you were attending Lollapalooza that year yeah. with your wife, Bethany, who is someone I've worked so closely with for years. And you guys stopped by to see me. And I believe what you told me was that it was so sad that Bethany later cried. Is this true? Oh, my God. That it was God. truly sad. Was it, it was, 2016? It was, I think it was 2012. It was that long 2013? ago. 2013? 2013? It was 2013. I saw Nine Inch Nails. It was 2013. Deep enough that, though, that I had a career. Yeah, you were doing yeah. good. I had been on a sitcom. I had published a book, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, your, your bad decision already came out, for sure. Bad ideas oh, was bad ideas. coming out, yeah. People knew who you were. We things knew who were, you were in Chicago. Things were but happening. there's also one thing you're not saying is that it's also, uh, you're in between bands, but there's always a band playing. There's so bands. you're playing over bands in That's the far the <laughs> I'm doing crowd work, and meanwhile, like, literally, The Cure is playing. <laughs> Yo, that's... Like, that's 300 nice. yards away. Like, you can go see The Cure... Or you can watch me do crowd work to an empty field. But also, the only thing that was enticing about this tent field that you're in was car. There's no reason to even go near this tent. Yes. There's nothing saying now, come here. Is it true that Bethany wept a little bit? I think she did. And I remember you coming by. I remember seeing you in the distance, and you guys looked. There was such clear-cut was, pity. That's funny. You is one of my best friends. Like, I support you, and I, you know, I, 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 I actually am a fan of yours, too. I didn't want to hear you that day. <laughs> yeah, it was truly sad. Yo, it's really, that's really the saddest thing I've ever heard. But it's also, so I was friends with AD Bryan at that point, and I texted her. She knew I was going to Chicago, and she texted me. She was like, how was it? I was like, I'm so sad. It's really, really grim. And she told me Connor was in town. I didn't know Connor that well. I, I don't even know if I'd really met him. And she said, he's doing this show. You should drop in and do it. And that's where I met you, Carmen. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, that was a good way to end your, your trip. Did, I mean, that it was, was cool. Well, it was. Well, it speaks to, I think, what you guys were saying. of like, everything can be a blessing when you're working. And the idea that I was so depressed that I needed to flee, but it meant that I met this whole crew of comedians. I mean, like, really great comedians. And then when you guys came to New York, I felt like I was positioned to be able to kind of like be a friendly face and a shoulder to help a lot of you guys. I think you and I, when you moved out, we went to a basketball game together. Yeah, yeah. I've been here for maybe like a year or so. I like knew who you were. We, we, we I forgot how I met you though. But I just reached out. So the, yeah, the depressing <laughs> gig turned into a blessing. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Linville returns. 
Justin, it looks like you have two ice wow. cream cones. Wow. One oh is a cone, wow. one is an upside down cone in a dish. Wow. I am being Whoa. Whoa. I, knew Whoa. It. I, knew I did it. not who saw this coming? No way. I knew that was coming. Why? He's, he's loyal. You know how much fucking work you've given this kid? Wait, who's the second one for? Himself? Justin. <laughs> you got one for me and one for you. No wow. a volcano. No a volcano all Those over first. this. Wow! Justin, you pulled the power move. It's about me and you, buddy, in it together. Wow. I thought I had a chance. The opposite of overthrowing me. Disrespectful. I genuinely thought I had a chance. And I was right guy. Keith, you're eating a burrito. You're fine. I was shaving this burrito because I thought I'd be getting ice cream. Everybody on this show has to stop making noises and eating foods. Carmen and Keith, you're the worst offenders. You're fucking eating ice cream right now. As part of a bit. I'm not just randomly eating a burrito and shouting with my mouth. Wait, can I? Wait, can I? Can I real quick? I want to guess Justin's order. This is can so I this? good. Can it's I? Really can good. I guess? It's really good. You want really good. It's really good. Can I guess your order, Justin? This is my guess. So okay. obviously we know it goes. Chris, Thank you so much. It goes you. Oh, you want you want the I'm full order of what? I'm gonna, yes. Okay, so Justin. First of all, did you get yourself yours first or mine first? Wait, let me guess. I'm, gonna get, I'm guessing. <laughs> Let's get the guess. Let's I'm get doing the, the guess. guessing. Yes. I'm doing game. the guessing. And, Great call, Carmen. And I know, and I have reasons for each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it, in my mind. It goes Chris. It goes Justin. Then it goes me. Wow. And then it goes Claire. And then it goes no Keith. Way. Wow. Fuck wow. that. You're not even <laughs> no, Harry and Jerry. Oh, oh! I forgot about these fellas. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Uh, all right. So then it goes. Uh, Okay, okay, I'm gonna switch that shit up then. All right, it's gonna go Chris, it's gonna go Justin, it's gonna go these two guys, then it goes me, then it Claire, and then Keith. Okay, <laughs> Justin, go, let's go ahead and you name in order, <laughs> starting with your favorite person in the room to your least favorite person in the room. What right. was the order you were planning? On? I'll tell you. I'll tell you my order, and I'll tell you my rationale. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was I gonna. Love this. Me? Chris? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, look out for number one. This look is out, bullshit. Look out for number one. And then Chris. And then we're going Keith. Yeah! What? Shit. I also Jeez. thought Keith was last. Spicy. Wow. No! <laughs> I also no! thought Keith was your least favorite no! person in this room. Carmen, right? That, Claire. I thought Keith think? would be last. I thought we're Keith boys. I thought Keith were boys. Second, second to last. Honestly, I put down and two Carmen scoops, and I thought I would get them both before anyone else got ice wow. cream. Wow, okay. So I thought Keith would be last. Keith last. is your, okay. Yeah, and then I would have gone. What do you like so much about Keith? Do tell. I think we've just not, we've known each other very long. I'm almost I'm about to put myself re- last. Okay, wait, Justin, <laughs> let's see where you though. So it's yourself, me, Keith. Then I would have gone Harry, Jared. Oh wow. God, wow. Then I would have gone <gasps> Oh my Ooh. god. <laughs> Claire Carmen. Oh, Wow, I'm last. I predicted myself third. <laughs> Same, I also feel... did. Wow. How do you feel being Justin's least favorite person in this room? It's not least favorite. favorite. No, 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 no. It, it's not least it's favorite. It's impractical. It is it least is, favorite. It is least favorite. No, no, it, it doesn't does... mean you don't like him, but it's his least favorite. It's not favorite. It's no, 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 no. You no, like Carmen, him the least. Let's the let Carmen answer. Carmen, how does it feel being ranked last? <laughs> it feels awful. And, and let me tell you what. And let me tell you what. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Whoa. And it, it is favorite because Whoa. there's seven people here yeah. and uh, there's no way around it. Yeah, so you suck. Now, Justin, be... why? Why did, why did Carmen come in last place? 
Was that that Carmen came in last place? It, no, that's exactly what this is. I'm in last place, Justin. I'm just saying, uh, you know, men look out for each other first. Wow. Ooh, misogyny and at play. I think it's now, in... now did you now did you put Carmen Claire... interrupting Claire? More misogyny at play. <laughs> okay, More misogyny. Here we go. Okay. No, we go. All right, go ahead. And Bye. we're equals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. That's all I have to say about that. I can't believe I'm in last place. Still, I'm kind of just like no. We're tied. We're tied. You're tied. No, Which no, no, he, no, he still last. thinks is being last Which... because he's connected to a woman. I will also say too, you two are usually <laughs> two of the most. Beloved people in the room, generally. I know that when I go into a room of comedians and you guys are around, I feel most comfortable with you. And I feel a lot of people would say that. You're very good at being social, making people feel comfortable. Justin has ranked you last socially. Well, I, I also get think it, it would have... People find I get outright it. off-putting at times. <laughs> but also people love me. They do. They yeah. do. I would have loved to the see... extremes. <laughs> I would love to see you light up with this ice cream. I would have gotten a sugar high. You would have had the time in your life right now okay, if I was wait, wait a second. ice cream. We're the Ooh. only two in this room without glasses, Ooh, so we have better yeah. sight. Mm-hmm. So is he jealous? Maybe something to do with that. I think it's a glasses bias. Okay. <laughs> he straight up put me last. Sorry, I'm just so Can you believe enamored with ice cream. If you had to rank your seven people, knowing yeah. what you know about Justin and his, the choice he made, what would your list be right now? I'm going, I got to go Chris. I got to go Claire. Yes. Um, okay. I'm gonna go ice cream. I wouldn't be sloppily eating a burrito uh, right now. I'm gonna go Chris. I'm gonna go Claire. I don't. I don't know these dudes. You don't I know like, Harry and Jared. I like. Very well. I like Harry's smile. I like this yeah. guy. He seems really nice. Yeah. His name's Jared. Jared. So you're ranking Jared. people whose names you aren't sure of <laughs> before Keith you worked with. For many months. No, no, I'm, I was going to put Keith third, but I'm thinking about like how like it's actually pretty close with these guys because these guys are giving me some money and you've never done that. Uh, I've never given you money? money? No, no, no. How are they giving you money? What? They're giving I, you money? I'm getting paid yeah, you to get do paid this. for this, dude. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, dog. I told you that. How much? I didn't, I didn't tell <laughs> much. I didn't tell you that. No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a bunch, but it's something. It's pretty so, good for what you're being, what's being asked <laughs> So I could buy ice cream when, I, when this They're is putting, yeah. You, you know what? These, you can these, go downstairs <laughs> and get ice cream. Keith, until you could put food in my mouth, these guys are in front of you. It goes you, you and You should put that burrito in his mouth. Keith was your boss. No, 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 he wasn't. Chris was. He was one of your bosses. Sort of. I never listened to him. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't give you shit to do. (laughs) I like, I do like Keith, but I'm talking, we're talking money right now. Now listen, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And Justin, Justin is last 100%. He wouldn't have been last, but now I know where I am in his world. Yeah. I'm very much like a person. It's like when I know somebody likes me, I automatically like them. Mm -hmm. And when somebody (laughs) shits on me, then I'm just like, no, I can't fuck with you. I like you, Carmen. No, but I mean, I yeah, whatever. You guys so are outright friends before now. Well, I do want to say that this is insane. When did you meet Harry and Jerry and Jared? <laughs> Everyone needs to get their names correct. <laughs> no, we got to move on. We got to move on. Okay. Because we put it out there. Call and topic. What is funnier, submissiveness or dominance in the SBDM terminology, which I think has a weird crossover with comedy. I think the world of... Uh, a BDSM play, strangely, a lot of the terminology mm-hmm. and you... ideology mixes with comedy, which is funny. I've hear, I hear we only have one call. Is this true? <laughs> we put it out in the gathering. We have one call, which is interesting. We only have one person who has an opinion on this. Hello, uh, caller, you are on the line. I think it's Alexis from Florida. Alexis, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris, what's up? Not much. You are our only caller. You're the only person interested in applying the <laughs> I've got BDSM. A lot to tell you. Oh, you do. You have a lot to tell me. Now, have you been able to hear the show thus far? 
Yeah, and I really want some ice cream. I feel very left out, Justin. <laughs> it's very good, Alexis. You gotta get if you go to Ben and Jerry's, you gotta get the chocolate chip one. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> okay, so Alexis, I'm hearing you have strong opinions on submissiveness, dominance, how they apply to your viewership of comedy. Oh, this is about comedy? I just have some funny stories about my friend who's a dominatrix. Let's go. Oh, Let's do that good. instead. I'm, I think that's okay. way more interesting. So, <laughs> so one of my friends is a dominatrix, and she does a lot of her work online, and she's cruel, and she's very creative, and some of the shit that she's made men do is fucking hilarious. And I just texted her before. I'm like, tell me what's, like, some of the funniest shit. So one of the first things is... She made a man sweep the kitchen with a broom in his ass. Um, <laughs> like, put a broom up his asshole really and then funny. sweep the floor with it. Hey, I don't have a clean, but... He didn't do a very uh, good job. I don't have a joke. <laughs> so she, a man paid her for a service where he had to... Mm-hmm. And this is all via, um, like, Skype. Um, I don't know how she did it. Via the interwebs. Um, Amazing. Let's see. One time she made a man take an entire bag of pretzels, take every single piece of salt out, and type in, like, goddess or not typing, but right with the pieces of salt, God is so-and-so's loser, like with tiny pieces of salt. And the entire time he's like, thank you. Thank you, goddess, blah, blah, blah. And that's wild. I'm going to go ahead and say, <clears throat> I get it. Anyway, Alexis, <laughs> I, get I get the appeal. I don't. I truly don't. I'm I don't. Try, I, yeah. Please explain it to me. Please Claire, explain wait, that you, to me. Which sign did you line up? No, I, I don't like, I don't get wanting to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like that. Keith, Justin, where do you lie on understanding the appeal of this being part of your I sexual don't... existence? Not a volcano. Not a volcano. Justin? Uh, ooh, hot sauce. <laughs> you do? You get this. <laughs> well, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Anybody, whatever anybody wants to do to whatever, it's, as long as it's consensual, man. Oh, sure. sure. But are yeah. you no personal? Doubt. You personally, is there appeal? You're turned on I mean, by Why this. not try whatever? <laughs> Justin is the most I just think sex positive amongst us. Yeah, it's all chill. Carmen's making a face of pure confusion. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm very sex positive. Do your thing. For sure. For sure. But I'm very confused as to how anybody could be turned on by spelling something out with salt. It's just, it's, I get it. I don't. And I, I want you to explain I, it to I would me. not take it that yeah. far, but I understand the rabbit hole. But I, can you elaborate on that? I'm so like, I Well, I, okay. I get see. it, it's like but pa- that's not for me. It's power I, dynamic. It's a power dynamic thing. And I will yeah. say, because uh, I'm a pretty low-key dude and anxiety-driven and kind of low status, but in, in real life, when you think about it, I have for many years lived a life where I've been like the tip of a pyramid with the Gethard Show a lot of the stuff I do, I'm like the high status person. There's a lot of pressure in being that. So being submissive in that way is like a real release from a high pressure life. You know to what me, I mean? Well, why is sex- how is it sexual? Is it because like then you get to uh, uh, have intercourse with the person after and that's awesome because you, you conquered? Or, I, like I, I, what? How does it's, it turn It's probably just sex? like some sort of release in that it's for the first time you don't have to worry about. I don't know, being in power. To me, that feels responsible like a, for anything. And instead, yeah, you can just get like smacked around or choked or whatever. Yeah. And why is that sexy? It's because that's kind of sick. Hold on, let me, Are you let trying me to try put yourself in that headspace, okay, Carmen? So, <laughs> Carmen, you know, what, you know what? I'm so turned on. Because there are some people. <laughs> there are some people who I think ideologically get turned on by that, but also then there's the pain aspect of not, dominance, yes. which some people like have to feel that dominance. That. I so I think there's a it's a you know it's a spectrum. 
Trump. Look, is this really surprising to anyone that I, like... No. I've spent years on the Gethard show having kickboxers beat the shit out of me. Dominatrixes. Yeah, actual dominatrixes coming in, nipple clamping me, dripping wax on me. I don't go that far in, in real life regularly, but I, I get it. I get that. I think I'm just saying, when does the salt, the, the grains of salt become sexy? Yeah. To me, there's, someone, I, I don't get that. It's, just a, it's a power thing. thing. Yeah. Alexis Making them menial tasks and um, it, other stuff too. I mean, one time she made this guy like live the entire day as a dog. So he was like barking at people. He only could bark at people. It was it disturbed his family, I think. Now, Keith, that put a big <laughs> grin on your face. The idea of living as a dog for a day. You're starting to get day. it. But oh, this is a sexy way. I don't know what it is. because there's a sexual Did you say what a great day? What a great day. Dogs are the best. <laughs> They're so happy and careless. They don't I would love worries. to be a dog for a day. See, the thing, the step I don't get, and, and I've heard about this type of sex work before, the part that does have a real separation for me is the part that it's only online, that there's no actual yeah. release yeah, at the end. Get it. Of it. That's like that. Fi- Do you know about the financial domination? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. She's a phantom. That's her uh, primary work. Oh, she's into that. Carmen, this is a world where there yeah, are guys. Who, I think I know where this is there going. There are guys who get off, so funny. get off sexually. They will just give their credit card numbers and bank account numbers to young females they find attractive. <laughs> rocks. And let them just. They're, they're human ATMs. Just they literally, that. they'll look at their credit card statement and be like, holy shit, she went to Monaco on my dime and spent $10,000. That's so See, the thing And that they turns, get a boner? And they, yeah, and then they pleasure themselves. The thing that turns Ew. me on is when... <laughs> no, no, Volcano. Claire, big, big the nominee of FIDOM. You are a supporter of FIDOM. I mean, huge supporter. <laughs> yes, really. Just because of, you know, history. Yes. It's nice. I'm the exact- Flip the script. Uh-huh, flip the script. I'm the exact opposite. I'm turned on by a woman who wants to split the bill. What the hell? I, am, I think that's sexy. I'm like, you know what? This is sexy. This girl's got her shit. Ew, your legs are it. fully spread. In a way It's like his legs are spreading farther wider, apart wider. as you speaking. The more he talked about going Dutch, <laughs> the more his body language opened up. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Cut it out and don't don't look at me, Claire. You <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> Drawing attention to yourself. <laughs> Alexis, this has been a fantastic call. Any mm-hmm. other uh, any other dominatrix stories you'd like to share from your friend's experience? Um, one dude was like into like earth sexuality. So he literally was like, I want to fuck an ant hole. And my friend's like, Jesus No. Christ. Can't that's where she draws the line? Yeah, that's borderline bestiality. An ant hole that I don't. Whatever floats your boat, dog. Okay, whatever floats your boat. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody, it hurts hurts the the ants. Oh, the ants. Wait, sorry. A lot of them. I thought coming on ants. I thought it was just destroying their home with his penis. I thought it was the hole. Help me. It is. I didn't think about where the ants come. I didn't think the ants actually lived. It'd be like if someone fucked the Holland Tunnel with a big giant destructive penis. Destroyed the infrastructure of our city. Yeah, that's that's that what the government do. is doing. <laughs> that's well, De Blasio's dick. De Blasio is fucking de the animal. Well, I'm going to walk away with this knowing that I'm Justin's least favorite and that he's pro fucking ant holes. <laughs> I didn't think the ants are in the hole. I don't know anything about ant holes. I don't know anything about ants. I, w- I don't know. I was sitting with some ant experts. I have one dungeon story. It's called an ant Claire, you have a dungeon story. I have a friend who's got a, a who's a dominatrix and they invited me to their dungeon to, to just check it out because I briefly before I had a job was like maybe I should do this because I've had other dominatrixes be like you make a lot of money because you're like 
Asian or whatever. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I'll sell my soul for that. And um, I go in and I'm looking at what's going on. And then there's this one guy in the corner who's just like a, got a big smile on his face. He's like talking to everybody, having a good time. Also, it's all men and they have to be naked. They can't be wearing clothes. That's the this party. And all the women are dominatrixes and, you know, dressed uh, dummy. And this one guy, he has a crazy name that I want to say is like Bartok. I shouldn't maybe be saying his name. Yeah, but I want to bleep that, Jared, if you could mark, well, no, mark he, the time code of when we named this very <laughs> specific human being's well, no, name. I think Bartok is the name of the bat from Anastasia. <laughs> but let's just say that. And he was talking to people while he was sticking the biggest dildo I've ever seen in my life up his ass, just like up and down, up and down. And maybe two hours later, you know, I'm in another part of the room and every somebody runs into runns up to us and goes, hey, do you want to see uh, Bartok's about to come? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so we all go over to see to see this happen because he's been doing it for so long. <laughs> you watched him come. And then I didn't, but I I heard that when he came mm. and he t- finally took the largest dildo I've ever seen. I can't even like what would would oh. you equate this to? I would say you are doing something the width of What is this the width That's of? That's a cheeseburger. Uh, Bear. I, I would say a large cheeseburger. This is the width of like a, a Whataburger. Yeah, for like real. not a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah. Like a... A southern... Like a steakhouse cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. And apparently when he took it out, everyone ran out of the room because the smell was so bad. Oh, boy. Two hours. Anyway, that's the only time I've ever been uh, inside of a dungeon. And that experience, you were like, I, I think I'm going to pass on this gig. It was generally a little... Um, and it wasn't what I thought it would be. Oh my god! Maybe just not in a group setting. All right. I thought we were going to talk about comedy, and instead, it talked about. We heard it. It was funny. Yeah, I mean that. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible story. Wow. I get it. I just thought it was funny that she was like, "Do you guys want to come watch him come?" <laughs> like it I was would've. the the. I want to see that, yeah. Keith. You would have. You think after two hours, you think he came a lot, or just like oh, I'm <laughs> sure it was like a fucking fire hydrant in the <laughs> summer. <laughs> When yeah. the fire department comes down your block and opens up the fire hydrant for the kids. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh my god. Whatever Bartok <laughs> wants to do. Can we stop saying this man's name? That wasn't that's not his name, but it was like that. You sure? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, Alexis, thank you so much. That was a fantastic call. You're very welcome, Chris. The downloads are gonna go through the goddamn roof because <laughs> of that call. Thank you for that. Now, Chris, do we have to apologize to your mom on the show? or? Uh... No, she's not listening to this one. <laughs> she's not All listening. right. Yeah, good. we'll leave that for Beautiful Anonymous. Thank you so much. Thank you. There was this dude, when I worked in sales, there was this guy that I worked with that, like, he was, like, a very much try-hard, like, slick hair type of guy. Like, nobody really, like, liked him, but he was, like, trying to, like, hustle and bustle and move his way around the company. And we end up, like, years later, we find out that he, like, he he wasn't working there anymore, but he like got in trouble for picking up like underage girls and like selling them like dr- like pills or whatever, you know. And we're like, this dude's weird. I always knew he was weird. That guy sucks. Yeah. Then like recently, a friend we went. I went to college with him too, and we just so happened to work at the same company after college. And then somebody sent me a video from a porn site, and he's in it. And I was like, no way, this dude's in it. 
And this is crazy. So I start watching, and he's sitting next to a woman. She's like, take your pants off. Take your pants off. He takes his pants off, and his penis is, like, all fucked up. And he has one nut. And she just starts laughing at it. And it's really, really tiny. And she just starts laughing at it. And he's just... And he's just like standing there like this, and I'm like, oh my god, I know I w- went to college. I, I like, I worked with this person. I know who this is. And I was just like, it was, it's truly, it's truly the saddest video I've ever seen in my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Chris Gethard presents the podcast, bringing you the best in New York comedy. Always looking to show you artists around New York, the Jason areas, who I love. I want to thank everybody for being here today. It's not just comedy. I always want to support the musicians, too. This is a great, great band, uh, Snakeskin. I hope he's... Alone in a crowded uh, room. Snakeskin rocks. To see you try and draw the line between stubbornness and strength and paralysis from fear. Can't tell the difference between a profound thought and paranoia. I haven't had a very deep thought in.
I want to thank everybody who helps make this podcast happen. First of all, everybody who's listening and supporting it, all the guys at Earwolf taking a chance on it. Of course, Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson in the booth. Alex Clute, who contributed theme music. And uh, Alexis, who called and told us all those great stories, as well as Snakeskin. Check out Alone in a Crowded Room, the single. Claire O'Kane is also in that video. So check it out, and we'll see you next time. This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents. We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hold on, Spanish, Spanish Aki Presents! Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in LA, a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, fragrance, jewelry, Luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.